Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Candles and Cocktails. I'm your host, Haley Dione, and today we have another new guest to the show. You heard from him a little bit last week, but I'm so excited to finally be interviewing my dad, Todd Dione. Fun fact, my dad is my birthday buddy. Our birthdays are exactly seven days apart, but my dad is my buddy for a lot of other reasons, too. He's always been one of my biggest cheerleaders. No matter what hobby or sport I was doing, my dad has always been there to cheer me on and lend an encouraging word. Even at times when he couldn't always relate to what I was going through, he's always been there to pick me up, dust me off, and encourage me to keep moving forward, even when things get hard. I'm excited for you to learn a little bit more about him and see what he's been up to this year. So without further ado, here's my interview with my dad, Todd. Hi, Dan. Welcome to Candles and Cocktails. Hello. Thanks for Thank being here. Thank you for here. having me. Oh, my goodness. My pleasure. Um, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I'm a dad, a husband, and uh, a business owner for 32 years. Mm-hmm. And um, try to balance all those three things as best as I can. Do you have any hobbies, things you like to do in your spare time? I love to golf and travel. I do love to travel. Mm-hmm. And um, I love to spend time with my family. That's Those are my three favorite things. Good. Let's talk about what you did or events that happened in your 54th year. Does anything come to mind? Um, well, mostly it was uh, business-related. I... Um, um was uh have a challenge of uh building a plant for molding and um expanding another plant uh into a 750,000 square foot building so been working on that uh rigorously for a year and things are coming together we got power today at the the new molding plant, which is going to be 100,000 square feet. It's going to have uh, almost 100 molding units. So we're going to be supporting Germany. Um, so that's pretty much what I've been working on for the most of the year. So that's been taking up uh, quite a bit of my time. Yeah. And uh, things are coming together really, really well. That's awesome. Um I know, obviously, I know this, but you owned a business for a very long time and kind of recently started taking your services and using them for, you know, another company, but sort of like working for someone else. I remember a lot of times growing up, you always said how much you loved working for yourself and kind of creating your own schedule. But can you kind of talk about maybe, was there any sort of mind shift or maybe like a difference in work ethic that you kind of had to tap into when going from being your own business owner to kind of working and doing projects for other people. All right. So uh, working for myself for 32 years, it's uh, I'm, I've been the number one person. So uh, what I say goes type of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I always wondered what would happen if I went to work with somebody else? Um, how could I bring my expertise um, my energy to somebody else. And I found that, you know, it's, it's very applicable. They, so 
they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, they need somebody with my energy, um, my expertise. Um, you know, so being sort of an employee for them because they pay me an employee wage, right? That I, but I'm still an owner, so I, mm-hmm. I bring my owner mentality to somebody else's business. So I have ownership. So mm-hmm. I still feel like I have ownership. So you know, when I work for somebody else. I feel like, hey, listen, I still run it like it's my company. Mm-hmm. And I think they really appreciate that, that I bring that to the table, that I uh, I have ownership. I I run the, I do everything like as if it was my own. Mm-hmm. And they really appreciate that. And, yeah. Uh, but it's also nice to see that um, I could bring that to somebody else's company. And, you know, you always wonder, hey, what if you worked for somebody else? How would it be? Um. Yeah, it's kind of funny, you know, so it's uh, one of those things where um, I think if you always have ownership, that if you feel like you own it, if you feel like you're running it like it was your own, that people always appreciate that. Yeah, so. I think there's also like a, I can just kind of see it in the way that you you talk about the work that you're doing now, but like a much bigger passion and kind of like excitement for what you're doing now. Um I don't wasn't obviously yeah. alive for the first part of you starting your business. So I'm sure like that was exciting in itself, but I think you also have like a really great passion for what you're doing now. And I'm sure that. Yeah. Cause it's different. It's, it's definitely different. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. building, I'm building buildings as opposed to, you know, maintaining buildings. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a different, it's a different thing for me. So um, yeah, sure. It's, a, it's, it's, um, you know, give me a little spark, right? So it's like it's something different, right? Yeah. So for sure, you know, I, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, can I do it? You know, and then I can do it. And so, of course, it makes me feel good because it's like I'm doing something going in a different direction. It's a different uh, avenue for me. So it's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, like you said, this is uh, you're building buildings rather than maintaining buildings. Um mm-hmm has that it's obviously been like a challenge but how have you kind of any challenges you face how do you feel like you've kind of like overcome those obstacles and kind of like starting this new journey so it's a learning opportunity right so there's been a few mistakes here or there but you know at the end of the day you know i uh, make sure that the team that i've always developed behind me can help me out with my mistakes and uh, we move forward so whenever you um go on a new adventure or you try to develop uh, yourself into a different role, you want to make sure that you have a good team, right? So anything that you do in life, you want to have a good team. So, you know, even at home, right? So a good team, mom and I, right? So that's a good team, right? So you want to make sure that, you know, you always have a good foundation. You always want to build your team from the ground up. And if you have that, you can make some mistakes and your team will help you overcome. So, you know, I make sure that I have the right architects. I make sure I have the right um, electricians, plumbers, uh, building people. So, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I made a couple of mistakes here or there, but, you know, I I learned quick and I, you know, move forward and, you know, my team is always there to back me up as much as I don't know as much as they do, but. I'm the leader, right? So I can take people that know more than me and lead them in a direction. 
mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing, right? So, yeah, lead, leadership obviously over overrules knowledge sometimes. So, you know, if you put the knowledge in your team, if you bring your team in that knows the knowledge, um, you can lead, and you know they have their their they have their position, and you define their position, and um, you can move forward. And yeah, that's that's the most important thing is being able to lead a team, build the team. And you're not always the smartest person in the team. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing that a good leader knows is you might not be the most, you might not be the smartest person in that team. Mm-hmm. But if you can build the team and lead the team in a direction, that that's the most important thing. Yeah, so. I agree. Um I think just like working in the workforce myself and like having a few bosses, like it does make such a difference when you have a a leader who can understand that they don't need to be the smartest person in the room or don't need to know everything in order to just have like good leadership skills and like good people right. management skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like it definitely makes for a good leader when you let the people around you shine just as much as you do. That's right. You don't have to be the shiniest penny in the, in the, uh, the plant every day. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's the way I've always trained everybody. Right. So it's everybody that I've trained, I train them to do my job better than me. Right. And I stand back and I watch them do my job and that's important. So Mm -hmm. if you can delegate authority, if you can delegate your position, you will always succeed. If you compliment everybody every day, that's the most important thing. How do you, how do I compliment my team? How do I work with my team? Those are the most important things. Like when my team does well, I recognize it. You know, and that's those are the those are the most important things to me. Recognize my team, teach my team, bring in talent that I don't know on things I don't know and, and, and move them in a direction to where I need to be. I'm not yeah. an architect. So I brought in an architect, I'm not an electrician. So I have electricians. I'm not a plumber. I bring in plumbers, but you know, I have a direction. I manage that direction. I encourage that direction. Those are the things I think are most important. So, I mean, as much as I'm not a, not a construction guy, but I learn and I move that way. Yeah, absolutely. When you kind of like think back about like starting your career, did you ever think that like, this is a direction that your career would have taken? Never. No, I, uh, um, I mean, nothing that I have today. I ever thought, you know, you know, when uh, mom and I bought our first house, I thought that was our only house never thought about the next house or I never thought about rental property and never thought about a building. You know, I just said, wow, we, we bought a house and that was exciting, you know? So, you know, but obviously, you know, we, we built a good foundation and we worked hard and, you know, we were able to buy another house and, you know, we didn't have to pay rent for the first 10 years. So we were able to save money. So, but we never thought of any of that stuff. You know, it's just, you think small and, you know, if things fall into place, great. You know, that's exactly what happened, even in business, right? So, 
I, I mean, I'm way more successful. I'm way more successful today than I ever thought I would have been when I started. You know, I didn't know where that was going to take me. Mm-hmm. But I work hard, and you know, I've always done the same thing. You know, I uh, the customers first, right, and then the employees. You know, to make the customer first. So you think those are hand in hand. So if you train your employees, treat them good, they're going to treat the customer well. You grow, and things fall into place. So again, uh, when I started out, I never knew that I'd, I'd make it thirty-two years. I just it was a shot in the dark and try it, yeah. work hard. You know, and then, you know, just work hard. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Failure is okay, but if you try, as long as you try hard. I think know. too, like this. I mean, everything succeeded, but. Um, if anything, it just also kind of shows you that like, you just really never know where life is going to take you and and what path, you know, you're going to go down or what opportunities are kind of going to be open for you. Um, when well, you as I always say it really hard. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. You know, you're right. Exactly what I say. I always say that, right. You know, take care of yourself, you know, take care of your, you know, take care of you and yourself and your family. And when you, put it to business wise you do the same thing right what do you do you take care of your customer you take care of your employees you know you do the best that you can so you yeah you know you're the way the way you're raised i think is a good thing you know what i mean work hard you know be humble and you know always try to take care of the customer or your employer you know, one of those two things, you know, so if you're working for yourself, you're taking care of the customer. If you work for somebody, you make sure that you're doing the best you can for the person that you're working for. And, you know, you have employees that work around you and you try to do the best with them as well. So it's always, it always is a good thing. You know what I mean? So, you know, sometimes you feel like you're, you know, it doesn't, sometimes you feel like you're on an island, but, you know, if you keep those uh, core values, it always comes out in the end, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you go, oh, I did everything right, but it didn't work out. But you know what? You keep doing it right, and you keep doing it the right way, and you keep, you know, putting value into everything that you do, and eventually it comes around. It might not be at the job you're at but it may be at the next job, right? Mm-hmm. Or it might be, you know, might not be for this customer. Some customers, I, of course, I've lost a lot of customers in 32 years, right? Mm-hmm. And some customers have come back and said, oh, you know, Todd, we were wrong. You were you were good, you know, and we want you back, you know? And then, But it comes at a price, right? So it's like, okay, you know what? I want a little bit more money. I'm coming back and, you know, and they're fine to pay for it. But, you know, I mean, I've lost a lot of customers over the years. You know, for mostly, um, you know, monetary reasons, right? So mm-hmm. you have to have a value, right? Mm-hmm. So in yourself, you have to hold a value for yourself and a value for your company. And, you know, you might lose somebody for a couple bucks, but you're like, hey, okay, that's not the right customer. If I lost for a few dollars, and that's not a customer for me. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for business. You know, if... Um, Anybody doesn't see your value for little things, then uh, you know you keep working hard, and you know eventually somebody will. So that's how I see it. 
Yeah. You know, just make sure you keep to your core values. Core values are huge. I agree. Um, in addition to like some business changes, I think like you're, there's a little bit of like familial change going on, like in our family, um, you know, have three adult daughters and, um, three daughters that are seeking higher education or have already graduated. Um, can you kind of talk about the maybe like feelings or emotion that kind of come with maybe being an empty nester for you or kind of like entering this, this new chapter, um, of your life with your children? Oh, so, I mean, obviously, um, I couldn't be any proud of my daughters. You know, first, you know, two, the first, the oldest two have uh, a degree, which I don't have, and neither does your mom. So that's an accomplishment that I'm super proud of, obviously. And Sophia is on her way, and uh, she's back home, so we're not empty nesters anymore. <laughs> but, you know, we, were, we had the groove going, but, you know, <laughs> the groove is off. But... Uh, it's okay. We understand. So, um, you know, we, uh, you know, so it's, it's good. Obviously, you know, mom and I have done nothing but, um, you know, worked hard to raise you guys and give you everything that you possibly can. And so, you know, so, you know, we, we can't be any prouder that you've done your best to get out on your own as you have. And, you know, Stephanie obviously does her best and, you know, hopefully she can get a job and stay out on her own, but she might have to come back this year, but it is what it is. You know, she's doing great. And mm -hmm. so are you, you're doing amazing. Thanks. And, um, you know, what, what can I say? I mean, you guys have accomplished something that we haven't. So, I mean, I can't be any more prouder. Thank you. I think that comes down to values. Like you said, values are important. Mm -hmm. and Values are something that we had growing up, so can only mean success moving forward. Um, <clears throat> I just had a question. Oh, um, you come from a family of two boys and you have all daughters. Mm -hmm. um, when I don't know if you found out with me, like if you were having a girl or not, like before I was born, but in your mind, like in that moment, when you either figured out or found out that you were having a girl, was there any like, Oh my goodness, like, how am I going to do this? I, I kind of have only experienced like being having a brother and kind of like how you raise boys. Did you kind of like question no, anything? No, no. So I obviously, um, the funny thing was, um, I, I wanted to have a boy. <laughs> um, so the first one was like, I really hope it's a boy. Right. And you were a girl. So no big deal. You're beautiful. You came out. You were fun. You were, you know, everything's great, you know. And then the second one, I didn't want to know. <laughs> um, I, and I didn't want to know. I'm like, whatever it is, right? So, mm -hmm. and so Stephanie came out. And when she came out, I thought, oh, my God, he's huge, right? Because <laughs> she was a big baby, right? So she was 24 inches long and, you know, 10 pounds and she was a beast and she came out and it was like, Oh my gosh, she needs to go back and cook a little longer. Cause she was, <laughs> had this cone head shape and I was like, yeah, but obviously she was beautiful after a couple of days later, you know, head rounded out and she was beautiful and she's still beautiful. And then the third one was like, we're like, okay, we have all this girl stuff. We need to know. <laughs> so Sophia was the only one we actually found out. And, um, so she was a girl and we're like, okay, great. 
Or we got all girl stuff. We don't need to throw it all away <laughs> and we keep it. And that's what it was. So, and to be honest with you, when Sophia was, oh, when mom was pregnant for Sophia, I, I actually just was like, I hope it's a girl because it just, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. You know, after Stephanie and it was just, you know, girl, girl, I was like, yeah, whatever, girl, it's fine with me. So, and she was a girl and it's perfect. I have mm-hmm. no, no complaints. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. That's awesome. So, but um, the first one I did want a boy. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was like, I want a boy. I want a boy. I want a boy. I want to teach football. I want to do all this stuff. And, and then there was Haley. So, mm-hmm. but it was like, you know, okay. I think that so, you, this for two seconds, though. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> a little adjustment. Yeah, really. frame of yeah it was like, two, it was like, okay, we got a girl. No big deal. She's healthy. She's beautiful. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, so obviously healthy and and uh that's really the bottom line at the end mm-hmm. of the day when you might want something but when the baby comes out and he's or he is a hundred percent healthy and the mom is healthy and everything's good, you know, all those wants just literally go out the door. It's like, you know, instant love and you know, you know, all the stuff that you want it doesn't really matter. I think so, that like if even you though a boy or a girl. Yeah. Even though like you didn't have any boys, I will say like I don't want to say you you raised me like a boy, but like whenever you were like working on something or like, you know, building things or whatever, like I always felt very like included and I think yeah, like I um I'm very like appreciative of that because I think it made me like a very independent person to kind of like learn some of those things. Yeah, of course. Watch you do some of those things. And now I'm like out on my own and I never feel like, oh my God, I don't know how to like do this or do that. Like, I think I feel very confident in like my capabilities. So even though we are girls, like I would say there was nothing that you taught us that was like off limits or like, oh, we're not going to show you that because you're never going to need to know that. Like, you're never going to need to know how to like change a light bulb or whatever um so i think that well, regardless when you we bought all... a car when i bought you a car right you had to learn how to change a tire right mm-hmm. so anyway, I, I, yeah you have to learn how to to survive and um so whatever i could teach you i would teach you and you know you guys are all been great about it right so i mean even for work if i needed you guys to take care of you know hey grab a snowblower right you know i teach you how to use the snowblower you know how to use the snowblower mm-hmm. yeah so you know you know it, it, it didn't matter you know you gotta how to cook how to clean how to do you know whatever right so you know how to you know light the wood stove right all mm-hmm. those things so it didn't matter so it's like you know whatever was in our family right that's yeah. how you need to know how to do it Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so when you bought a car, right? What was the first thing I taught you how to do, right? Change your tire. Mm-hmm. And if you had a flat, you could change your tire. You know, you had a, if you, your battery, right? How to charge your battery, right? Mm-hmm. So every one of you has I've learned how to do that. And yeah, sure. You know, teach it as much as I can. And that way you can take care of yourself, right? So yeah. whether you're a boy or a girl, it doesn't matter. You know, how can you take care of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, um, you talked about golf, and that's like one of the hobbies that you have. Um, it's obviously something you really enjoy doing, and in the season, you do it weekly. Can you kind of talk about like why you started that, and like what kind of that hobby means to you, and like what it kind of like provides for your life? 
<clears throat> so when I moved to the house that we're in now, mm-hmm. I, uh, obviously I was working, working, working. And, you know, obviously you, um, you know, I spend most of my time with my family and business and you know, don't have a lot of friends. So when we moved down here, like all my friends grew apart, like they, you know, either went with their families or went in different directions. And when I came down here, I actually bought a pair of clubs the year before when we lived in Warwick and mom bought a, a we had like a tax return, right? So it was like, I want to get a pair of golf clubs. I want to do something. And mom's like, I want a treadmill. So she got a treadmill. I got some golf clubs and we moved down here. And then I met Mark Wall, and he's like, hey, I'm joining a, a golf club. And I'm like, all right, you know, I want to do that, too, because I want to do something other than work. Mm-hmm. You know, work was established. I had been in business for, for over 10 years. So it's like, all right, you know, business was going well. I was established. I had some management. You know, I could get away for a day, you know, mm-hmm. half a day. That's what it came down to. Can I leave work at three o'clock and go golf? Then and I could. So, um, you know, and I met like some great friends. Obviously, you know that, and you know, so that was important to me because, you know, I had gone like ten years without hanging out with anybody. You know, yeah. just um, you know, it's just about mom and you and the girl and their sisters, and you know, it's like how do I, you know, get my time. You know, how do I, you know, enjoy some time by myself? So, and then what happened was I met my best friends ever, right? So mm-hmm. over the years, like, you know, Mark and Keith and, you know, Todd and Joe, Dan, and on and on and on, right? So all my best friends are through golf. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it, you know, hasn't taken away from my family. I mean, did I go away on weekends or something like that? Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day. If you guys had a tournament or you did something, I was always there for that. Yeah. I think that's so, like important. You know, I, I try to, like I was telling you, mom, the most important thing is like you should have 30% business, right? 30% family, mm-hmm. 30% your friends. Yeah. You know, if you really want to have a happy life, you know, you have to like cut that down into three. 33% is towards your, work 33 percent is for your family 33 percent is for your friends mm-hmm. and that will give you the most happy happiest life yeah if you can establish that yeah i'm like kind of real i know we talked about this last week but definitely realizing that now and like obviously when i was in school I didn't have much time to like do hobbies and stuff but it's nice to like finally be able to do some things that just like bring me joy yeah. outside of work or outside of, you know, like hanging out with my friend. Um, and hey, that's important. Uh, took me 10 years to build my business, you know? Yeah. So, like there are things you know, in life that like matter. The, the time into it. Yeah. Right. You have to put, sometimes you have to put a lot of time into things and in, in the front end mm-hmm. so that you can enjoy it on the back end, like investment. Like I told you, you know, make sure you keep investing as a young person, because, you know, when you're 30 years old, all of a sudden you'll go, oh, my God, look at all this money I got in my investment. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll grow, you know, but, you know, so if you get a match program, make sure you hit the match. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's free money. Mm-hmm. So, very true. you know, but again, yeah, it's free money. So make sure you, you know, if they're going to match dollar for dollar, make sure you put that dollar for dollar in, you know, because free money. 
It's free money. And figure a way to live without that 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. And um, when you, you know, you started early, which is great. You started a lot earlier than me in that kind of a program. Hey, at the end of the day, you're going to look at yourself at 30. When you're 40, you're going to go, oh, crap, man. I got a quarter million, whatever, maybe more, you know, in the bank. It's like it's building, it's building, it's building. You know what I mean? I'm chucking this money in there and I'm not, I'm not using it. Not forget. Mm-hmm. It's not on the plan. You know, so, you know, you have to, especially when you're younger, the more you put into your life, more you put into your business, more you put into things earlier, the easier it is later in life, usually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk about, talk about what you've got going on in your 55th year. Anything you're looking forward to? Anything you got planned? Um, I just want to enjoy more time with your mom. Um, I want to enjoy some time rebuilding our house. Um, obviously, you know, we got maybe the bathroom going, the kitchen, hopefully, um, things like that. Um, you know, maybe going away a couple times this year with your mom. Um, well, really, that's it. You know, it's, uh, maybe one time with you guys would be awesome mm-hmm. um, as a family. But, you know, it's more same business. Making sure that this year it goes smooth. It's off to a great start. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if I can get through this year <clears throat> uh, business-wise, I think it'll be fantastic. So um, outside of that, it's just uh, making sure that, you know, you know, things go well with mom and I and, you know, the house and, you know, maybe do one or two little trips with you guys. That'd be, that's all we care about. I care about this year. Yeah. Other than that, we'll just see where the wind takes you. Mm-hmm. All right. You ready for some lightning round questions? Go. All right. Are you an <laughs> early bird or a night owl? Uh, you know, I'm an early bird. <laughs> yes. An early bird indeed. What's your favorite color? Blue. Do you have a favorite food? Steak. Love it. Uh, what is your favorite sport to watch? Hmm. That's a tricky question because used to be football, no doubt. But now it's uh, 50-50 on hockey and football. So I'll... Uh, hmm. I'll say this year it's hockey. Good answer. Um, do you have a favorite song or a favorite artist right now? Um, hmm. Love and Hardy. Broke boy. Good one. Um, that's, my have- that's my favorite. It's <laughs> a good one. Um, <laughs> do you have a favorite actor or actors? I've always been a Tom Hanks fan. Yeah. I know. Tom I realized Hanks I forgot also. to say his name the other day when we were doing mine. I was sitting back and I was like, oh my God, how can I forget Tom Hanks? Um, he's fantastic. Um, and last but not least, if you could visit any destination right now, where would it be? Australia. 
I've always wanted to go to Australia. Yeah, Australia would definitely be the destination. I have to go for at least three weeks. Yeah, I agree. So, Australia would be on the top. Uh, secondly, would be Napa for the winery. Mm-hmm. And third would be Scotland. I've also so, heard really great things about Scotland. So, And maybe I can get to Scotland this year. It would be awesome. Yeah, that would be really fun. All right, Dan. Well, that's about it. Thanks for doing this. All right. Double nickels. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. Thank you. All right. I love you. I love you, too. I'll talk to you later. Thank you you for the interview. You're welcome. We'll see you next year. (laughs) Bye-bye. Happy 55th birthday, Dad, and thank you for being on the show today. And thank you all for listening. Come back next month for more episodes with returning guests. But until then, don't forget to follow along on Instagram at the Candles and Cocktails Pod and follow, rate, and review the show wherever you listen. Until next time, be happy, be well, be kind, and we will see each other soon. Bye.